Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. Support for this podcast comes from Lever, providing a modern take on the applicant tracking system. Lever combines ATS and CRM functionality into a single powerful platform to help you source, nurture and manage your candidates all in one place. What's more, Lever's deceptively simple interface means that hiring managers and applicants love it too. To find out how Lever can help you both accelerate and humanise hiring, visit www.lever.com. Dot co slash recruit. That's www.lever.co slash recruit. And Lever is spelt L-E-V-E-R. Lever, where ATS meets CRM. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 97 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Employer branding has changed significantly in the last few years. Talent availability and evolving communication trends are forcing companies to think more strategically about the way they get their message out to their markets. We often hear about employer brand innovation in technology companies, but how are things working out in more traditional businesses? My guest this week is Ewan McNair, talent acquisition and employer brand consultant at Standard Life, who are based in Edinburgh. Standard Life have been doing some really interesting employer brand work recently, and I know you'll find Ewan's insights fascinating. Hi Ewan, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very good. Um, Could you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. Hi, I'm Ewan McNair. I currently work at Standard Life and do a bit of work at Standard Life Investments as well. Um, I look after part of talent acquisition for digital and technology roles and also look after our employer brand. Now, I've seen you sort of published and and spoken a lot about um, employer brand recently. Why are you so passionate about employer branding? I think for me, I'm really passionate about it because I can see the value add. Um, it affects the bottom line of a business for me. Um, and I think 
traditionally, I guess, HR, we always talk about bringing the outside in. I think employer brand plays a huge role in taking the inside out. Um, and I think lucky enough to work for a business like Standard Life, the people are incredible. Um, they're our best asset. So let's take them out to the marketplace and, and see how that resonates. Um, so far, that's that's worked very well. Um, and I'm sure we'll go into that in a bit more detail. But I think for, for me... The days are gone of simply posting a job advert and hoping that that lands in a, in a really crowded um, global talent marketplace. Um, job ads, by their very nature, are inherently quite dull and boring. Um, so actually, can we paint a, a bigger picture and allow people to self-select? Actually, that's a culture I could work in and I could really thrive in. Or do you know what? Actually, that sector is maybe not for me. Um, so I think the value add is, is significant. Um, and it's, it's really, really easy to be passionate about it for me because when you see and hear some of the stories and some of the incredible work that some of our people do... Um, in all honesty, it's a real privilege to be able to take that story out. Um, and for me, it's not just about brand. It ties into employee engagement. It's given somebody that recognition as well. So really privileged to do it for a business like this. So could you tell us a little bit more about what the recruitment challenges are at Standard Life? Yeah, of course. I think the one of the key challenges we have is, is a financial services institution. Um, it's over 190 years old. And I think the way that the connotations that go with that um, are that actually, do you know what, the offices won't be very nice and it's a very slow place to work and everybody's walking about all suited and booted. It's actually not the case. That's why I think the employer brand aspect of what I do is even more important. And it's actually a bit of a, an upskilling of, a, of an external marketplace, but also dispelling some myths. Um, we actually have no dress code. Um, we have incredible offices. You said this morning, you know, the sun's out. It's quite rare. Um Offices look out onto Edinburgh Castle, they're in the city centre. Um, a real diverse group of people from you know uh, different backgrounds. So it's been able to take take all of that out. So there are some challenges, yes. Um, but if we dispel the myths correctly, then then that's great. The thing that that does, though, for me, and I think we spoke about it offline as well, is who do we compete with? Um, so yes, we do compete with other FS organisations um, and investment firms, asset managers. However, we do compete against quite a lot of startups in Edinburgh. Um, from a fintech perspective, it's it's huge, um, and we do have you know we do come up against companies like Diageo and Sky, perhaps not what you would just assume standard life to compete with, um, but in a number of areas we do. Now I can confirm these are really nice offices, and I've I've seen several people in in, in jeans. So um, you know what you're what you're saying is a, is is a hundred percent true. In terms of employer brand, what is employer brand? What's your what's your definition of it? That's a really good question. Um, I was actually asked it a few weeks ago as well. Um, I think it is really just, it's, in a word, it should just be transparency, okay? Um, for me, I think when you look or you read anything about employer brand at the moment, it, a lot of people say it needs to be authentic, but I still think that at some point, there need, somebody along the line, at, at times you can see certain businesses, there's somebody who sanitises that. It's either somebody from comms or, or somebody employer brand, but actually... I would just like to have, you know, the employees empowered to have a voice. Um, that's the real part for me is I think you can break, break employer brand down into a few different segments. But that, that last part for me is the most important, which is that talent brand of how do we encourage our own employees to have a voice, um, feel empowered to share their stories um, and not always do it internally, but really take that out to the external market. Um, that for me is the, is the real value. Um, and again, the employer brand, I guess, it is just the strategic 
positioning of your business to be um, an employer of choice, a lot of people say, but actually um, it's just about that, that authenticity and that transparency, I think, coming through. And who, who, who kind of owns employer brand? Who, who, you know, who, who should look after it? Who should, who should drive it forward? Again, another good question. Um, I think, to, to be really honest, I think it should be talent acquisition. Certainly talent and OD. I mean, at the, the way that I look at it is who, who's judged on an effective uh, employer brand. I would say it would be talent acquisition because we would look for more candidates. We'd look for a higher calibre. We want to affect um, retention. All those parts sit in our space, so I think we should own it. Um, we know the message that we should be taking out. Um, we know what should land. Um, and it's no no disrespect to, to my colleagues in, in Commons, worked really well with them um, on joint projects, but I think we know our marketplace better than anybody else because we're closer to it. So I do think that talent acquisition should own that wholly. How do you take the, the, the concept of what you've talked about um, as an employer brand and, and actually sort of put that into practice? How does, how does that work? I think what we've done here at, at Standard Life is we've done a number of sessions with areas of the business to upskill them on what, what good content looks like um, and what really authentic content um, could achieve. Um, so we've done that in a number of different areas. So we've recently relaunched some of our early careers initiatives. And rather than using the, the job descriptions, we've used stories. And what we've done is link that back to what our purpose is as a business, which is to invest for a better future. So especially in early careers, you can't, you know, that strapline sits and resonates so well in that space. And we can demonstrate that, yes, we do that for customers, but we also do it for employees. So what does, you know, joining us at the age of, you know, 16, 17 as a school leaver, what does that mean? And then being paid the living wage, how has that impacted you in and out of work? Um, and again, the feedback that we get from, from people that we showcase is really strong. So it can tie into their employee engagement as well, as I, as I mentioned. So that, that works really, really well. I think... I've been, again, lucky enough to work with people in the business that actually they get what we're trying to achieve. And it is we need to do a bit more to attract different people from different backgrounds or um, can we cause a bit of disruption in the Edinburgh marketplace um, or further afield if we're recruiting for, for London or, or globally? Um, and really just showcase some of our employees because, again, I mentioned that earlier on, they're our best asset. So how do we put them um, out there effectively so that people can actually... You know, I, I think you're more inclined to read a story or watch a video about somebody's journey than you are to read a job description, which, again, inherently boring, but sometimes just a, a wish list of bullet points. Um, and how realistic is it that you're going to get someone to do 100% of that? Maybe maybe never. Um, so let's tell a story and, and bring it to life. And I think you've got to bring the, the D&I angle into all of that as, as well and just really open up our business. So that's where we go with it all. And again, tracking all the results at the back end, all the data from, from LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, any of our, our pages backs all of that up and we've been able to over the last two years tweak our approach to suit be it different times to post or different content to share we now have a more informed uh, view of things which really helps shape the, the process so you mentioned uh, a couple of the, the a, a few of the channels that you that you use there um can, can you elaborate on that a little bit so we're, we're sort of talking about storytelling how does that actually work in, in, in practice? What, what do you do rather than advertising a job description? What's different? Sure. So some of the things that we have done, um, we have given some of our employees exactly like this. We've interviewed them and asked them, you know, what was your background? Where did you come from? And get under the skin of it 
a little bit. Um, other areas, what we've done is we have given people some questions and then let them let them tell their story through answering some of those questions um, and been really agile in that way. And we've advertised jobs using these stories rather than the tradi- traditional please click here to apply. So we give the story. Um, and I think what, what we're starting to see is you know a real strong calibre of people applying, but really strong engagement on all of these platforms because it is something slightly different. Um, it's caused a little bit of disruption. It's not something that Standard Life had done before. Um, and again, back to my previous point, I think people are more, well, people are inherently nosy and a little bit, you know, intrigued as to why has an FS organisation just posted a blog about somebody working in customer ops? Why have they not just, you know, it's a normal campaign. Why haven't they just put out um, a job advert? So it's, it's that intrigue as well. And I think there's a lot of psychology and everything that we do, be it employer brand, talent acquisition, there's people at the heart of it all. And actually, I think, you know, as a sector, um, we need to do more of putting the candidate at the centre of everything we do. What do they want from us? And we need to give it to them. Um, I think HR at times can be quite guilty of this is a policy and it's coming down from this area of the business and you now must feel this. Actually, do you know, let's empower our people again um, and let's get feedback from candidates, successful or unsuccessful, did this work for you? What was your takeaway from it? And and help that build and evolve the, the proposition. You mentioned you've been tracking your results and optimising what you do for a couple of years now. What surprised you the most in terms of what's worked or, or what hasn't worked? Um, I think I was always confident that, that it would work. Um, I didn't know it would be to, to, to such an extent. So I think now where we were uh, probably two years ago, was trying to extract content from the business, trying to raise awareness of just actually some of the things that we do. Um, you know, we give you three uh, days a year to go volunteering. We'll pay you for that. Some of the, the stories that were coming out of that, that, that people were volunteering, giving something back, um, really, really rich, really strong. Um, Young Persons Development Network and some of the networks that have been set up, um, LGBT allies. There's some really, really rich content in there. Some of our people, again, um, this is not a promotion for Standard Life at all, but we have incredible people that do some great stuff. Can we just tell people? Um, And I think it it surprised me how quickly quite a lot of this has come out of the woodwork. Um, how many people want their story to be told. I think that's that's been surprising, but also very comforting. And I think the, the huge takeaway for us, and, and a lot of the time people talk about employer brands, how do you talk about the ROI? How do you quantify it? Um, we now have all of these channels that we own within talent acquisition. We don't really need to go through comms for any sign-off. We own them from end to end um, and report on them. And I think where we were, sort of beginning of 2015 to where we are now, we had a 65% agency reliance. It's now less than 5%. Our cost avoidance last year was close to £1.5 million on agency fees. Um, we've taken a lot of our, our brand uh, aspects back in-house. So just having that control, um, it just it's enabled us to make really informed decisions um, and ones that have added value in a number of different ways. So you mentioned putting candidates at the centre of everything that you that you do. Could, could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if this this comes from uh, when I, when I was at university. I always worked in, in customer uh, service and retail. Um, I don't know if I, I sort of get it from there, but <clears throat> the way I look at a lot of uh, attraction or engagement with talent, 
a lot of it for me sometimes feels like a bit of a, a jumbo sale or a car boot sale. We put everything out there at the one time and actually we make our candidates work really hard to go and find it. And yes, absolutely, you will get a gem along the way, but we make it really hard. Um, and I think the, the interesting part for me is one of the sort of analogies or stories I tell, I think, is, is Ikea. When you go to Ikea, I mean, let's be honest, you're going to come out with something that you never went in for. You always come out with candles. Um, but when you go into Ikea, you, you inherently, you know, follow their story. They take you on a journey. Um, they show you what you probably don't want, don't need. Um, and you can self-select. And you say, actually, do you know, I'm still going to go on this journey. And you never really get annoyed. You, you go on it. Um, you go with it. Um, but then the beauty of it, I think you see the really shiny, this is what your living room, this is what your bedroom could look like. And then you drop down and you go to the warehouse part of it, where it is warts and all. And then you need to go and pick up what you need and take it and go and scan it. I think that's what sort of employer brand and, and candidate journey and experience should be for me of this is it. At a very high level, you know, what you could have here and this is the career development you can have and all the networks that you can join. But actually here it is told in its truest sense and here's the warts and all. So working on both those levels, I think, would be the absolute ideal for any sort of brand or, or candidate engagement. Okay, so f- final question. What's next? Where, you know, where do you think the future of employer brand is? Where are you guys going next? What, what, you know, what's on, what's on, what's on your radar? What do the next couple of years look like? I think for me, it's a really exciting time. Um, again, from a standard life perspective, we are going through a merger at the moment. Um, so that will be really interesting and very exciting as we merge with Aberdeen Asset Management. Um, we will become a, a huge global player um, from a, a world-class investment company perspective. So that's what the future holds for us. It's going to be a, you know, a few years of integrating that. So that will be interesting from a brand perspective, personally. Um, future on the whole... I think we're going to see a, a real shift in this talent brand becoming even more important um, and employees um, really shaping some of the attraction strategies. I think one of the things we want to do from a, from a graduate um, and intern perspective is really let some of the graduates and interns drive that attraction strategy um, days in the life and let them actually post um, what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and, and drive it and help shape us uh, shape that um strategy with us so again back to the point i made earlier on about do we ask candidates what it's like um again i could write a great blog or a great job advert um it's a bit of a sales pitch and people can see through it and let's just be honest let's get one of the grads doing a video blog um writing pieces on what it's actually like um, and what their first year has been like so that's where we're going to try and take some of our, our early careers uh, engagement but i think i think it will become really interesting over the next two or three years and i think employees um really need to be engaged in the right way to drive this forward so really interesting few years ahead thank you very much for talking to me thank you very much my thanks to ewan You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, or download the show app on your smartphone. Just search for Recruiting Future in your app store. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.
Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.